Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast episode 31. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, uncovering the secrets of effortless social media marketing for your business. And here is your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. Hello and welcome to episode 31 of the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast, and I am your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. I am so glad to have you here with me today, and I am now at the end of September, where we have focused the entire of September on interviews, on bringing you amazing guests. And today to round off, I have not disappointed yet again. I have got a fantastic guest for you today. Now, it's not to say that after this week, we're not doing guests anymore. That's not the case at all. We're going to mix things up. So there's going to be episodes with me that are solo episodes. And then that we're going to have yet more amazing interviews. And I still have some amazing people lined up coming soon. But I just wanted to really kickstart the interviews as I had done none since starting the podcast. Hence why I decided to dedicate an entire month just to giving you amazing guests. And today... I've not got one, but two amazing guests. I am so privileged to not only have them as guests on the podcast because they're amazing marketers, but that I am lucky enough to have them as friends. So in today's podcast, I bring you Andrew and Pete. It's like I need a fanfare again. I want to do this on every single one. I am definitely going to have to get that kind of sound clip that plays when I mention someone's name. So if you haven't heard of Andrew and Pete, they are the fun content marketing duo who help business and brands get faster results from their content. They have a weekly YouTube show and they run one of the UK's leading content marketing membership communities called Atomic, where they bring people in every single month to teach their audience various different things to do with marketing and social media and content. And I was lucky enough not so long ago to do a lesson for them all about webinars and converting people from an email to a sale. So that was great. So they provide some great content within their membership. They've also written two books, The Hippocampus and Content Mavericks, and they regularly keynote internationally at conferences around the world. They've spoken at Social Media Marketing World a number of times, and I have to say they are some of the most entertaining people you will see on a stage. Whenever I see Andrew and Pete, I always, A, learn something from them, and B, I'm thoroughly entertained. So today, you are up for a real treat, because this is going to be a fun podcast. I do feel, though, it needs to have a slight warning in place that there is a lot of laughing going on. So I apologise at times if it gets a bit silly, 
but I can assure you they drop some amazing value bombs and you are going to get some great content from this podcast episode. They are the kings of content. So let me not take up any more time and go straight to the interview. Here's Andrew and Pete. So I am super excited about today's podcast episode and to introduce you to these amazing guys that I am very lucky to call my friends. So it gives me the greatest pleasure to welcome Andrew and Pete. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, guys. <laughs> I am so pleased to have you on the podcast with me today. Thank you for saying yes. Oh, we pleasure. would say yes to you any day of the week. Oh, thanks, I feel guys. like there should be a pre-warning, though, to anyone listening, that when Andrew and Teresa are in the same room, <laughs> they There's a... a hell of a laugh. <laughs> we just trigger each other, we, each other up. I don't know we, we love a laugh, don't we? We love a laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's good exercise. And... Do you know what? I think it's a great way to be. I think if you can laugh at stuff, then life is just so much nicer, isn't it? And easier. So, so we should yeah. call each other every morning just to oh, just to uh, like yeah. you know pump each other up, get each other kind of all yes, psyched for the day. The problem is, though, the other thing that we do is we get on a call and we take forever because we just can't stop laughing. Mm-hmm. So. We so are this podcast interview has already <laughs> taken half an hour. We've only just started recording. Yeah, yeah. So I I apologize now that this is uh, gonna be this is gonna be great. These guys are fantastic and it's gonna be fun, but we are gonna laugh a lot, which hopefully you don't yeah. mind, because I quite I'm like that. Try not to, just yeah, so. should we try and be really All silly? Right. <laughs> He says laughing. Yeah, we wouldn't be able to do for five minutes. Okay. I feel like he's going to keep us on check. Yeah, absolutely. I think we need to be kept on check. This is the look. Oh, that's a good look. That's, I mean, that's great for a podcast. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, have to screenshot that look so that people can see. But yeah, Pete just gave me a nice sort of firm teacher stare, eyebrows down, basically to say, that is enough now. Get on with the podcast. Question so, one, please. Let's talk about, let's talk about content. <laughs> So let me start off because I'm just going to have to let you guys talk because honestly, we're just going to keep laughing. So let me start off. If my audience hasn't heard of you before, well, one, where have you been? Because Andrew and Pete are amazing. But tell me, guys, who you are, how you got to be doing what you're doing now, which is mainly just laughing. But (laughs) please share with our audience. (laughs) Okay, so... Me and Andrew, we've set up a business together and we met each other at university and we bonded over our friendship to one day rule the world and um, run a business together. And when university was over, we had to make that decision of, you know, do we go into business together? Do we not? Do we just get a job like everyone else? Like, what do we do? And Andrew wanted to move all the way to the other side of the country to live in Newcastle. Uh, which is just below the wall, below Scotland, for any <laughs> Americans there. And he wanted to go and live with his girlfriend. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? Because I'm going to have to move out of, the, like, out of my comfort zone. Um, I've only ever lived like, with my parents or in the university halls. Which was like yeah. half an hour away from his parents. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, my parents did everything for me. And I had to move all the way to Newcastle to set up a business in a place where I knew absolutely nobody. We had no business contacts. We had no experience. We didn't really have a proper um, like business at that point. Idea. We had no content. We had no social media presence. And we thought, how the hell are we ever going to make this work? So we started doing all the regular things that everyone does. Yeah. Right? Where I made that decision. Let's move to, to Newcastle with Andrew. Um, I, I decided to be, uh, you know, that third wheel in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get the hint. Yeah, um, yeah your friend was thinking, great, we'll get away from Pete now. And he was like, no, no, I'll just okay. come with you. Yeah. One <laughs> bedroom house as well, it was tough. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep on the end of the bed, it'll be fine. So we, we, uh, <laughs> we, we did everything that we should do. And, and I think that's something... That a lot of people get into that stage where everyone's doing all the things they think they should be doing in the way that they should be doing. You know, we were writing books 
We were yeah. doing email marketing. We were tweeting. We had LinkedIn. We had a Facebook page. We were doing everything right-ish. Mm -hmm. But yet, we weren't seeing any results. Not any results. Like, literally nothing. And it was really devastating. But we knew that it was a long-term strategy. Um, so that's what they always tell you, right? It's a long-term yeah, strategy. Yeah. In this podcast today, I'm going to prove to you that it's not a long-term strategy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is, but you can get short-term benefits too. And we were doing this for so long and just nothing was happening. In fact, we got all our results from networking, face-to-face mm -hmm. -face business networking. Yeah. And we did that because although we were the two youngest people in the room, like literally every time, Mm -hmm. We looked about 12. We would always go and do something daft, wouldn't we? Mm -hmm. like we'd go and take uh, indoor fireworks. Oh we'd dress God. up as zombies. We threw chocolate across yeah. the room. Once it landed down a woman's top and a man went to grab it and then it was a bit <laughs> awkward. But it was hilarious. <laughs> that is a true story. I don't think she ever came back. No. It was like <laughs> I was aiming, but I honestly wasn't. <laughs> No, I feel like I was forgiven because the guy that went down to get it, I feel like everyone thought, what? What is he doing? <laughs> the guy throwing the chocolate got off. I think everybody does networking, especially when you're starting in a location. And I have been to more networking things than I care to remember. And yeah. I can only imagine how you two went down because they're not that fun you know no, people yeah. aren't for like and sometimes when people do do quirky thing it's a bit like oh cringe but you know i can only imagine that they must have thought what the hell have we got here like when yeah, you do walk through the door dressed as <laughs> we made quite a big name for ourselves quite fast wow. um, locally locally anyway but still nothing was happening online and like you said like <laughs> you can imagine how people are reacting because yeah. nobody does anything really different. It did not go down well at BNI. Just <laughs> <it out there. laughs> Probably That's one of the most serious ones I've ever been to. Yeah, yeah they did not well want us to join, I don't think. Did they? No. <laughs> so but it kind of like the point there yeah. was it was working offline with networking because yeah. we were completely ourselves, we were doing things completely differently. And looking at our online presence, it just didn't match up. Like it was just boring, it was blase, okay. it was the same as everyone else. And that's when we thought, right, we've kind of conquered Newcastle. Let's try to like conquer the world, which was, which was always the grand plan. Yeah. How do we take what's working offline and put it more online? So that's when we really started looking at our online content, thinking yeah. how do we make this more fun? How do we make it more shareable? How do we make it more us? And it wasn't necessarily, I hate the overnight success kind of thing of it, but like in relatively quickly, like six to 12 months, mm -hmm. we were suddenly becoming more and more known. A lot more people knew about us. A lot more people were yeah. sharing our content. It felt like we had fans for the yeah, first yeah. time. We yeah. started getting asked to speak at awesome events, even though people had never seen us speak. They had just yeah. kind of seen our online content, yeah. assumed we could speak and booked us for these huge events in, all over the world amazing. and that was over maybe that 12 was, months yeah so like in we, well i remember always saying in the first like six months of like was it 2015 or um we mm. achieved more in that first six months of the year than we had in the previous five months we made more money we got more speaking gigs. Five we got years. more sorry yeah, yeah. In the last, <laughs> we did more we Take achieved two. more <laughs> that's quick <laughs> <laughs> more in six months than we did in five um <laughs> in five years like five years so when people say content marketing is a long-term strategy it's a long-term strategy if your content is horrendously boring yeah and you're not constantly improving and you're not different from everyone else and you're not making those vast improvements mm -hmm. so the moment you do it right you do see immediate benefits our very first speaking gig mm -hmm. was social media marketing world what no that was our first conference was our media. first conference yeah and for anybody who doesn't know social media marketing world it's a huge it's probably i think i would say guys the world's best social media mm -hmm. conference isn't it yeah, it's a massive hard, event yeah. and for someone like me and for these guys and anybody in our industry that has got to be the highlight you know it's got to be up there on kind of the pinnacle of events to speak at so the fact that that was your first event you spoke at 
that is crazy. We and were all... crapping on ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, what if we're dreadful? No one's ever seen us speak before. We could be awful. But the funny thing was, all you said you did there was be yourself. You know, mm-hmm. you, you had this fun personality offline and for whatever reason, you weren't putting that online. And the minute you did, yeah. the minute yeah. you, went, you were honest and said, actually, this is who we are, it made such a difference to your business. What, what we will say there is, though, because I feel like this phrase is bandied about a lot, like be yourself and everything's yeah. going to be great. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually challenge that and nix that and say, Don't no. be yourself. <laughs> because <laughs> oftentimes, like, yes, we want you to be more of yourself, get yourself more, and that's what builds the trust and relationships. Um, but for some people and for some businesses, that isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Right. For some people, that isn't enough. And in a lot of industries, especially the really saturated industries, mm-hmm. it's not going to be enough. How mm. many marketing podcasts are there? Oh, How many marketing YouTube channels are there? Yeah. And everyone's being themselves, but yet, why are none of them growing? Yeah. Or why, why are you struggling to grow? Because mm. everyone's doing it, right? Yeah. So it's, it, it takes more than just being yourself. Um, it takes being different. It takes standing out. That's that's what's going to make it worth sharing, worth subscribing to, worth wanting to come back for more, worth telling people. Um, and that's yeah. that's the level that we want to get to. Yeah. We, we we almost see it as like three different levels, um, don't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah. So we call this like the remarkability um, trifle. Okay. Um, We've yeah. never talked about the trifle on a podcast no. before, oh, so this is well, the first. This is like a you know a yeah. exclusive trifle talk. We yeah. don't talk about trifle either, which is funny. <laughs> so this is a first for both of us. <laughs> I gave Pete like, are we actually talking about the trifle? We've I never talked that. about the trifle before. <laughs> I gave him a look like, am I okay to say this? That's why I was saying it. I'm gonna go with it anyway. <laughs> so now. There's a trifle. Uh, now there's a trifle. To, to tell you about the trifle. Yeah. Okay, so what's yeah. the first layer of the trifle? Well, <laughs> the first layer <laughs> of the trifle is ideation. So okay. it's coming up with those ideas. Yeah. All right, so we've got a thousand ways for you to come up with more creative ideas. And we'll go through those in a little bit. The second level of layer of the trifle is about getting validation. Yeah. So if you work with yourself, how do you have the confidence to take forward those ideas? Yeah. Right. Tough. How many of you listening to this podcast have thought of a really fun content idea, kind of giggled to yourself and gone, <laughs> oh, that'd be great. And then never done it. Right. <laughs> you're too, well, you know, you're too scared. You don't know how yeah. it's going to go. Are you going to ruin this professional image that you've been trying to build up? Mm-hmm. Um, so you may be a little bit scared. So how are you going to get the confidence? And then if you're in a team or in a bigger company, how are you going to convince your boss, your peers, that this is a good idea? Mm-hmm. And if you're an agency, how are you going to convince your clients that this is something that you should do for them and yeah. it's going to work? And then the third layer, once you've tested that, once you've got that buy-in, is about dependability. So okay. one of the biggest pro- problems we had was we really had a lot of a lot of different creative things going on and we were known to lots of different people for doing different things creatively Mm -hmm. so um, for some people we were known as those guys that had the funny twitter dm yeah Uh, to some people we known as those guys that did that online conference once all addressed as zombies once (laughs) it was always once right we always did a lot of crazy things but just once so it becomes. Did you have a list? I don't know. Once. It was the face, and I know also you can't see this, but his face when he said the word once as well was really good. <laughs> he was really emphasising the once. <laughs> Sorry. Oh god. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So you did it all once. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't good enough. Because you can't say, oh, you should go follow Andrew and Pete because they do this really cool uh, and then list 10 yeah. things. You can't do that. So what we say is you need that five-second story. Okay. Um, what is that five-second story? So, for example, um, 
um, our YouTube channel. Go check out Andrew and Pete's YouTube channel. They talk about marketing, but they do it in a really fun way. Yeah. There's, there's lots of gags and fun and taking the mic out of each other. Yeah, yeah. Listen to Andrew and Pete's podcast. It's like a game show where the guests have to drop value bombs to win points. Yeah. Right? And there's an overall winner. So, so it's almost like two-pronged, right? So you need that kind of story that people can pass on. You need to know what yeah, that yeah, story yeah. is and repeat it. Yeah? Welcome to our YouTube channel where we make marketing unboring or yeah. that kind of thing. But then you also need to be consistent. I think that's something that we got really serious about around the same time when we realized, you know what, we need to do this better yeah. online. And it was just that consistency. Like every single week, new piece of content, constantly reminding people yeah. and it's completely compounding as well when you start yeah. getting consistent every single piece of content adds to that in a it's almost like an exponential way yeah yeah so yeah. for example um if we release a video on youtube every week um mm -hmm. go, go check out our youtube channel by the way mm -hmm. exactly. TV. Yeah. and um so let's say one of our videos gets one view Another gets 10 view every, every week or every month. Mm -hmm. And over time, those ones and tens, they just keep adding up and adding up. Mm -hmm. So I remember looking at our watch time, that like the very first, after about a year, our watch time was like uh, about 3,600 minutes watched on our channel. Yeah. A year later, it was 130,000 oh minutes watched. And, and then the year after, it's going to be, you know, 10 times, 100 times people more than that. People give up. They'll see the 3,000 things. Yeah. That's crap and yeah. give up. No, I couldn't agree more. And we talk about it all the time. You've got to be consistent. And I have said yeah. before on the podcast that I work with clients who are, you know, uh, personal brands. And they'll come to me and sort of say, okay, we want to start this. And they do it for a month. And they're like, oh, it's not working. And yeah. it's like, no, you know, do for 12 months and then tell me it's not working. However, um, however on that, you want to do something <laughs> consistently. No, no, because this is, this is a really big myth I want to like just totally squish, right? You want to do something consistently that is getting a reaction consistently. Yes, yeah. even if it's small, a small yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, what a lot of people something. do... They'll either be on, they'll be on either scale of that. They won't keep it up, even though they're getting a good reaction, mm -hmm. or they'll not get a reaction and they'll keep going because they've been told this myth that content marketing is a long-term strategy. Yeah, yeah. And one day it's going to pay off. And if like, you're flogging yeah. a dead horse, if you're literally, and yeah, I've talked before about how much time and effort it takes just to put on the podcast. I know that yeah. you guys have a huge amount of time and effort putting in a YouTube video every single week, not only mm. coming up with the ideas, sitting down, recording it, then getting it edited, then getting the marketing yeah. together to promote it. It's a lot of work. And like you said, if you're getting nothing, mm -hmm. then you would be a fool to do that for a very long time. But you've also got to know that if you start doing something, as long as you can see it building, yeah. then, you know, you can't say, a, yeah. I'm going to give it a month and then stop. Or you can't then just one week. And don't get me wrong, I don't know about you guys, but when to consistently do the podcast every single week is hard work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's only through the whole thought that someone might think, where the hell's the podcast if I don't do an episode? And I <laughs> want people to think that because I want people to miss it if it wasn't here. So yeah. to consistently do it is tough. So, you, you know, like you said, oh. don't... Don't be doing it if it's not doing anything, but... And what we're looking for there is what we call reaction spikes. Okay. Okay, so this is a great way of testing your ideas as well. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. for example, um, we did a keynote talk recently for ZeroCon, and there's like thousands of accountants there. It's like the biggest stage I've ever spoke at. Mm -hmm. And you know what our topic was? Ready salted crisps. Love it. <laughs> Ready salted crisps. Now you might think, wow, you guys are mental. Why were you talking <laughs> about crisps to accountants? And <laughs> let me rewind a bit, right? Let me rewind a bit, right? So a few months prior to this, um, in our office building, I was getting really frustrated because every single week is this guy who put out a huge buffet for all of, all of his staff. Yeah. And every single week, we would go in after they'd all cleared out and see what was left, see if we could 
leftovers, right? <laughs> so we'd always be able to get a few like sandwiches, maybe some juice. They had these really nice like caramelized onion sausages. Oh, they were good. Nice sausages. Um, but there was always this big bowl of crisps left every week, week in, week out, a huge bowl of crisps. And we thought to ourselves, why does the boss bother to buy these crisps? Yeah. So I, I went on my Instagram story <clears throat> and I did this whole rant about <laughs> why this boss buys ready sorted crisps because it's the safe choice, right? Yeah, Nobody's yeah. going to complain about having ready sorted crisps. It's the average classic flavor of yeah. crisps. Now, it's the least offensive crisp. It is. Mm-hmm. No one's going to complain. Yes. However, because it's the least offensive, it's no one's favorite. Right? No one's dying to yeah. eat ready sorted yeah. crisps. If there was Worcestershire sauce there or prawn cocktail or cheese and onion, I'd be all over that. That's my favorite flavor. Yeah. So we said to ourselves, and on this Instagram story, if he bought a more Marmite flavor of crisps, let's yeah, say, yeah. for example, Marmite, yeah. right? more, they, would, they would all get eaten. 50% of the room wouldn't like them and avoid them, yeah. but who cares? They're get, not getting eaten anyway. No. And the other 50% of the room would love them and be fighting over the scraps. And our message was, your brand should be more Marmite. So does so that mean- you don't have a ready salted brand. <laughs> So are you not afraid of, and I know funnily enough, James Wedmore's talked about this, about the fact of he felt he had to get more controversial. He had to say stuff that kind of divided people. And I'm not yeah. saying like he suddenly came out with some horrendous stuff or anything, you know, he wasn't um, divisive. It was just the fact that he had to just be a bit more stronger in his opinion. So do you ever worry that, it, like you said, people try and be professional. That's what you, you kind of aim for. And if you've come from, you know, you you guys and I have talked for, you know, I came from a corporate world. So, you know, that was the main aim. So maybe that's kind of what has made you so free when it comes to being yourselves because you didn't go to yeah. that. But do you not worry that you're going to uh, upset people or people are going to think you're idiots? And you're not idiots, by the way. You know, <laughs> I think what you do is brilliant. But... It, you know, you are fun and quirky and different and, yeah. and do things that other marketers would only look at and go, oh, that'd be hilarious, but never do it. Yeah. So this yeah. is, so yes, sometimes, but we always kind of push through because we know it works. And we know that we've had the emails that say, God, guys, that was cringeworthy. God, guys, can you not just get to the point? God, guys, I hate that. And it's like, uh, right. And for every one of those, it probably stings more than a nice comment um, doesn't sting, but you just have to kind of forget about that. But then the second point to that is we did it on our Instagram story first, that story about the crisps. And the problem of the great thing about an Instagram story is that it's gone in 24 hours. Yeah. Right. So we almost have our Instagram and our other social networks as almost testing Mm -hmm. ground for new ideas and we test the reaction there first. Yeah. We're not going to go and do a full keynote presentation based on something that we aren't confident is going to land well. But going back to the, re- the reaction spikes, when we've done that on the Instagram story, like our engagement went through the roof. I bet. Compared to usual. Compared to, yeah, like, that was, it, like, it was one of insane. our most engaging ones. People That's like started making memes about me, talking about Chris <laughs> and sending them to me. That is so cool. I, so it was just ridiculous so after the instagram story we then put it in a podcast episode just as a segment slightly bigger Mm -hmm. and again it done really well after the podcast episode went out we got sent 70 bags of ready salted crisps that is amazing insane so then when it came to writing this keynote and we were trying to think of a cool metaphor to get across our message we already had one in the bag that i'd already landed that we already knew had gone really well so when we delivered it it went down an absolute storm mm-hmm. and it's almost takes so this is the middle part of the trifle this is that yeah. uh, validation part where it, it is about being a little bit risky and about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone slightly but if you can test it on smaller platforms like yeah. an instagram story like your facebook page like a like a tweet where if it bombs like it doesn't matter Just all that much it. people like, really wow, thought what the hell guys are you talking mm-hmm. about you're talking about crisps on your Instagram yeah. story. No one commented. It's like, well, there's plenty of things that people haven't commented on that we haven't came back to. Let's put it yeah. that way. Yeah. yeah. 
And, and do you know what? That is such a good idea. I love the whole stepping it up. So if yeah. something, you know, because like you said, it's super easy on Instagram story to do something quick and simple. And, mm-hmm. and then even if you do a post, it's a little bit more, but you know, you see the kind of reaction you get. And mm-hmm. that is something that generally people should be doing. They should be looking at what they're posting and seeing what's getting the reaction, what's yeah. getting the interest. And yeah you know, like you said, you've just taken that from one step to another to another and then use that as a whole concept for a keynote. Which you is- know what's great? You might have this already. So people, if you've been posting a lot on social already, mm-hmm. you'll be able to go and see what has actually got the biggest reaction. Yeah, yeah. And what a lot of people think is that's got a great reaction. Great. I've done that now. Mm-hmm. Where we say, if it gets a good reaction, like that's you milk take it. that as inspiration. Yeah. You milk it. Can you talk about it in another way? Can you can you translate that to another yeah. platform rather than thinking that's done well? What's the next brand new thing I have to think of? Yeah, like turn it into a podcast, turn it into a keynote, turn yeah. it into a blog. Do a guest blog for someone. Do the negative effects of that thing. Yeah. Do a guest interview. Yeah, go ahead, just yeah. milk it because you know it's going to get a good reaction. Yeah, so like you test, like come up with an idea, test it with a. Um, Use, use your testing ground, like whatever yeah. that is, mm-hmm. um, measure for reaction spikes, and then scale it up. And that's, yeah. that's how you're going to get the buy-in. That's awesome. Because it comes with proof. So, okay, has yeah, there rest. ever been an idea that you've been like, this is crazy, and have actually gone with it? What is the nuts thing, the most nuts thing that you guys have done, that most people would go, Oh, that'd be hilarious. And then obviously never do it out in public. What's, what, what was the one thing that you think you've done that has been crazy? I thought you were going to ask me the thing that we done, that we planned and then didn't do, because that came to my head straight away. Oh, I did, oh no, okay. So yeah, tell me that one. But while you're telling me that, think about the other one. <laughs> so we once wrote a whole, back when Snapchat was way more popular, we yeah. once wrote a whole rap battle, oh, Facebook yeah. versus Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you go ahead mind. with that? That is hilarious. And like, we like, I wrote the whole thing. It was, I thought it was the best, but we just, we just didn't find time. We wanted to. It like, became so big. It became a project rather than just a yeah. quick video to create, and we just never got around to doing it. And oh. then that became less popular. I think I you need to pull that back out the bag with a different <laughs> platform and be doing a rap battle. And I want to see you in full kind of maybe 80s rap look, like, you know, some shiny shell suit or, you know, something oh, that's yeah. like massive high tops. You know, you, know, you know, the funny thing is, that was maybe like a year or two ago when Snapchat was like really like contending yeah. Facebook before Instagram stories killed it. Um, <laughs> Andrew still knows the words. Oh yeah. No. Well, most And he of said them. he would give a rendition right now. You should, <laughs> Andrew. I, that, <laughs> how, can you, how can you say that and not do it? Like we are literally on the edge of our seats wanting to hear a couple of lines from that you know rap. I would, I'm not, I'm not drunk enough. <laughs> So the next podcast we're recording is in a pub. And, yeah. <laughs> and if you think this is bad enough, God help us then. That's all I can say. I feel like we should do some kind of social engagement metric to hear some of the rap battle yeah. at some point. I yeah, think so. it should. Yeah. Maybe, it should definitely yeah. be a poll, you know, yeah, who people want to hear somewhere. this. If you are listening to this and you want to hear that social media <laughs> rap battle, then go and tweet us at Andrew and Pete or yeah. one word, Andrew, mm-hmm. the word and Pete. Uh, copy and Teresa as well. Yeah. If there's enough demand, we will do it. I'm sure Andrew will feel <laughs> peer pressured yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like if there's listening that can help us make this sound semi-good as and, well. And not overly cringe. Then please get in touch because we did not have the skills to I think. This. You could do like a whole production thing on this. You know, you want someone who can beatbox, you want, you know, someone who can mix it and get some amazing DJs on it. I love it. I love it. That is it. (laughs) Okay. What about something that you've done that you've thought this is crazy, but still done it and like had a good reaction? The, the GDPR video. I was about to say that um, is my really, That's uh, like unfortunately, and I love that one. Our best video so far, <laughs> yeah. which was all about GDPR, which is like the worst subject in the world. Yeah. And but we just dry. kind of 
took the pee out of it and we yeah. pretended that I had been put in prison for sending too many emails against GDPR policy. <laughs> the, the beginning of the video starts with Andrew uh, escaping the prison. <laughs> so good. In a full police outfit, uh, a prison outfit. Prison outfit. I think that's uh, really yeah. So and it is one of my like, favorite videos that you've done, I have to say. It is yeah. hilarious. I'm so, surprised we didn't get more heat for that. Like yeah. we have got a surprisingly low amount of this is crap guys. We, we actually applauded more than anything. Yeah. For yeah. making GDPR fun. Yeah. I thought I, we would get like one or two like hate mail for that video. Yeah. A few maybe serious, too serious yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Comments, but like a it. couple of lawyers or something just to scare yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what you've said is actually liable and we're going to actually arrest you. That yeah. would be like the most funniest thing ever. Like in a not mean way, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. So, okay, we always me... push the boundaries and we always try to break as many rules as we possibly can. Like our keynote at social day, we were told no by the venue for letting off a big indoor Firework? It wasn't a no, firework. Oh, it, it was like was a, a big. It was like a party confetti. popper confetti yeah, yeah. cannon. Yeah, yeah. We were told we might set off the fire alarms, but we did it anyway because we were last on. <laughs> <laughs> and if it, you know, if they did have to evacuate, it's fine because people are going anyway. That's the end. Quicker route to the pub. Don't need the upsell at the end. Someone once told us the phrase: um, "It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission." Oh, I've, do you know what? <laughs> I've heard this quite a lot recently, funnily enough, and kind of, yeah, you know, and I think the funny thing is there are so many people who are just not brave enough to do it. And like you said, I think in some cases, if you ask someone the question, they're going to say no. Whereas if you have to come back and go, oh, well, you probably shouldn't have done it, but you've done it anyway, so never mind. <laughs> so, okay, right, because obviously you guys have always worked together. Mm -hmm. How long have you had your business now? We have had our business now seven years coming yeah. up. Yeah. We have known each other 10 years this September. Mm. I mean, we're celebrating our, what's 10 years? Is that a thing? 10 years knowing each other isn't a thing. We're not technically married in case anybody is wondering. Yeah. They're not. Uh, this is, this is why we have to mention cousins. right at the beginning that Andrew has a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> so that people don't assume. That you are a partner in more mm. ways than one. Um, you way worse than me, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, is it always good fun? Do you ever fall out? Oh, we we fight all the time when Pete doesn't realise that I'm always right. And right, mm. yeah. <laughs> when I married Mr. Right, I didn't know his first name was always. <laughs> we have learned to. We've never had like anything terrible, terrible, but we have learned to communicate a lot better with each mm. other for example um we've done like um those personality tests mm -hmm. actually hired oh, like, like myers-briggs we did disc. Um, disc. Oh, okay. the person that did the disc profiling with us said um told us off for cheating and doing each other's no but we didn't she just completely didn't see us in that way but we as, do communicate very differently don't we like mm. pete is very detail orientated yeah i'm very much to the point so we've learned to like tell each other the well pete's learned to tell me just the I executive just need to summary them, yeah the executive yeah. summary skip to and the I've end that to, like, sort of thing. all my ideas in a lot of detail which is sometimes really infuriating because <laughs> otherwise he can go got this idea blah 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 and i'm like don't get it can't visualize it and then like we kind of disagree on it but yeah. then if he explains it more then i can see it Start and it's to like, get oh, it. that is actually a really good idea and for someone who works on my own you know could you uh do you split the work fairly is it really obvious that you know who does what or do you have to really think about dividing your time up and making it fair so that you know pete isn't yeah. doing 10 hour days on andrew's doing a four hour day <laughs> We both work the same amount of hours, pretty yeah. much. And a lot of, the, it's it's not necessarily a case of, I do this, Pete does that. Mm -hmm. But there are some tasks where we just instinctively know who is better at that. Yeah. So anything to do with numbers or accounts, that's a me job. Yeah. That's why I make more money than Pete. 
But... <laughs> yeah, you have double the salary than Pete because he just doesn't realise. <laughs> you want to look at those numbers. How are you afford that Ferrari on two hundred pound a month? Yeah. <laughs> But anything to do with making money, like sales calls or sales emails, that's all Pete. Pete is a well better salesperson than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and like, do you, is there any part of you, this could be really divisive now, that wants oh, wow. to work on your own? Like, uh, no, not at all. No. Like, no, because like, there's so many times. <laughs> Isn't that? Yeah, yeah. Like, I do want to work on my own, but I just haven't brave enough to tell there's, there's so many times where, like, it sounds proper cheesy, but, like, we complete each other on the skills spectrum. Yeah. Um, oh. So when Andrew comes up with a terrible idea, I can make it good. <laughs> and then if I'm struggling with some maths, he can help me out. Um, and then I can make the sale. And then he can not forget about that person. Because Andrew's got a really great memory. So like, we totally complete each other in that sense. Mm. But the, the thing is, like, what a lot of people say to us is, um, well, it's all right for you two because there's two of you. Right. Yeah. And I don't agree with this. And I find okay. it's a complete excuse. Because a lot of the things we do, we have to do together. Mm-hmm. We have to make all the decisions together. We have to run things by each other. There's a longer decision time because there's two of us. And quite frankly, there's not a lot of time saved because um, there's two of us. Like yeah. even this podcast interview, we're doing it together. We do everything yeah, yeah, yeah. together on camera. So actually, we, we, we have the same time as most people, maybe a tiny bit more, but we have to make double the income. Mm. Now, yeah. a lot of people in our industry don't even ever have another person that they employ. So like we've always um, had this uh, like underlying thing where like, oh, we're not doing as well as so-and-so and and they're hiring VAs and all body blah. And then we've come to realize that, oh, actually, well, we're trying to pay for two people. Yeah. And they're not, like, it doesn't matter. When we shared a bed, but it was fine back then. But as soon as Pete moved out of the bedroom, then uh, the had to have a proper salary. But there are benefits to yes. the, the benefits of two people is often is more ideas. Like more we've definitely ideas. got more ideas yeah. and more confidence between us. But if you are working by yourself, the stuff that you can do, you can join as many communities mm-hmm. as you want to get more ideas. You can set up masterminds. We're always in a mastermind group. So we have people that just see things from a completely different point of view to us, yeah. mm-hmm. can help us push our business forward. So definitely get a, a, a mastermind set up or yeah. even an accountability buddy or an accountability friend that you can just work with stuff on. Like it yeah. can get, like we get that it can get lonely as a solopreneur. Yeah, yeah. But find people like the internet means like we hardly ever leave this office these days <laughs> and we're still so connected to so yeah, many yeah. people you're right and, <laughs> like, and with the mastermind group we just literally reached out to the people that we thought would be cool to be in a mastermind group yeah that's cool like, you don't have to necessarily pay to be in one you can mm-hmm. but it, you can literally just ask the people you want to be in like, a mastermind group um and it's great for just running ideas um past each other because they'll yeah. tell you if it's a bad idea or they'll tell you how to improve it, or they'll just warn you that, are you getting so distracted? Or, yeah. yes, you should definitely do this. I find you thought about it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, so it gives you a lot of confidence and it helps you with those creative ideas. And do you know, sure. I hadn't even thought about the fact that you two always have to be together. Your brand is Andrew and Pete. So yeah. if I had paid to do a call with you guys to have your services, and I only had one of you, then I would be a little bit like, oh, where's the other one? So you're right, you know, it's it's really tricky. And if you go and speak, then again, and in fact, um, I actually think having two of you on stage is much harder because you've got to know exactly what each other's saying. When yeah. I go on stage and speak, I obviously have a guide of what I'm saying, but if I mess up, it's only me that knows and I fix it. Whereas if yeah. one of you mess up, it absolutely messes up the other person. You know, so you, you've got to be really good with your speaking. So. That's so funny. We actually, like after every talk, we'll go like, you missed that word out on slide yeah. five. And he's like, yeah, but you really <laughs> dubbed me in it and took my slide in slide 14. Like, go, go 
going back to funny. going back to our very first talk at social media marketing. Oh my god. <laughs> No, <laughs> messed that up. Not many people know this, but Pete mucked up the very first line. Oh, man. I like looked at him. I was like, <clears throat> not a good start. <laughs> I, I looked out. There's like 500 people in the crowd. There's all of our friends. There's, there's influencers at the back that are like judging us, <laughs> seeing if we're a good speaker. My very first line sets up Andrew's second punchline joke. Oh no. I, I I say hello and I completely like freeze. I have no idea. And what his line I'm was literally say. saying our names. It yeah. wasn't a hard line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they're hard to forget. You know your own names. That's normally what I'm alright on. Occasionally, you know, you forget. But no, most of the time I'm pretty good at remembering my own name. That's I know, pretty. Like, I stalled. I looked over to Andrew, like give him that eyes, like I'm oh. screwed. <laughs> Like, I took a deep breath. He looked at me like, oh my God, you forgot. How dare you ruin this once in a lifetime experience. We'll never speak here again ever. You've ruined my life. I hate you. All in a millisecond. Yeah. In a millisecond. And then I just like took a breath and remembered my line. And it went absolutely like perfect. No one noticed. That. No one knows. And they won't have. You know, this is the thing. Only you guys know. You know, and like I said, it's difficult because you are pitching each other up for your next bit but yeah. actually when you speak I think you worry that you're going to mess it up or you know but no one has a clue you literally are the only person who knows exactly what you're going to say yeah. and if you didn't say it right or you paused or whatever then it, you know it doesn't normally make any difference so this brings us really nicely onto the fact that for the first time ever, you are putting on your own event. Yeah. Awesome. And you're gonna be there. Yeah. Which is even more awesome. That not only you put on the event, but you've asked me to speak, which is so cool. Oh, you were I'm, top of the list. Oh, well, I'm so you excited. Were, you're in the short list. <laughs> You're thinking, oh my god, what if they heard and I said that to them? We couldn't get anybody else, so we decided you'd probably be free. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks. So so kind of you to think of me. <laughs> no, honestly, this is gonna be okay, so cool. So we tested you on our testing ground. Um, and <laughs> you did a talk for our atomic membership I community. Did? Yeah. And it was one of the best talks we've ever had. And um, so we obviously wanted you to speak at stage at Atomicon 2019. Yes. And I'm um, absolutely psyched that. Absolutely psyched. It's going to be really, really good. Some great speakers there. It's going to be brilliant. So it's in March. What's the date of it again? March the 8th. It is. Yes. Yeah. I always yeah. want to say 9th, but it's not. It's the 8th. If you come <laughs> on the 9th, it will be over. Yeah. <laughs> Like You'd that, that, that Beyonce gig a day late. Did you hear about that? He no. turned up to the to Sunderland Stadium of Light a day late and no one was there. <laughs> oh, no. And you missed the gig. Oh, that is bad. Yeah, don't do that at your own event. Don't do that. No. Don't no, that wasn't us. That was just a guy in the news. Oh. Oh, I thought it was you. <laughs> I would not be laughing about that if it was me. <laughs> No, that would be a very sad story. A very sad day. I was like, oh, okay. What do we know? I love it. I love it. So yeah, on in March next year, you've got some amazing speakers and it's the yeah. first time you've put on an event in the UK. And mm. as uh, you know, I've talked about before and as we've talked about on this podcast, we go over to the States because they do have amazing events mm -hmm. and yeah. we do have some in the UK, which is cool, but actually I think, and I've always thought that there is a gap for an amazing social media marketing conference. And yeah. I think you guys are going to, plug that gap which i'm really excited about thank you yeah. we are excited we are about excited. that as well like, when we first fun. went to social media marketing world we were like so overwhelmed like blown away by how yeah. good it was there and we just want to take some of those we've been we speak at a lot of events and we want to take that experience and and just just make it happen like we've organized some little mini events um, but we're all about the experience and we've been an attendee at events, we've been a speaker at events, uh, we've organized our own little stuff. So I feel like we've got a good mix. Mm -hmm. um, and the, the ticket sales already, um, it's only been open for like 
two, two weeks. Bit weeks. Um, the, the ticket sales have just been phenomenal. We have, uh, at this point, we have yeah. 22, I think, left. Okay, yeah. so oh, by the time this podcast goes yeah. out, it's just going to be about another four weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. The chances are there may or may not be tickets left, but I will link up to it in the show notes so they can have a look. And hopefully if there is tickets left, you really must come. Because I think, you know, like you said, that when I first went to my first conference in the States, it blew me away. They mm-hmm. do conferences like I had never been to before. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And they are just so good. They're so slick. They're, they're fun and engaging and interesting and a little bit wacky. You know, I was laughing um, with a friend about social media marketing world and how they have a high five guy. And oh, I yeah. laughed that like oh, in the UK, God. you should follow that up with a hand sanitizer guy. <laughs> high five. Oh no, I need hand sanitizer. You know, <laughs> it's just like, it's such good fun. And I know you guys are going to bring some of that not only good fun but also amazing value that people are going to learn so much from spent so i am so excited so just to finish off then because you guys are giving me some great uh content ideas and i love the strategy that you've gone through to get your content going what's next like you know i was going to ask you your career highlight but there's so much i don't know if one thing stands out and then what is to come like I did even written down like is there someone that you haven't worked with that you want to work with that's on your list oh. you know tell me your kind of thoughts you know what like it's, it's oh, cheesy as it sounds like almost every day now like something like incredible is happening where yeah. if we have just said like four years ago or even two years ago I feel like we only really started our journey like two years ago uh, two, two to three years ago, um, like this was going to be happening. Mm-hmm. Like it's like blown our minds, like mm-hmm. from growing our membership to launching Atomicon to hitting like uh, one thousand, like a hundred thousand views, like to um, getting some of the people that want to work with us now. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, we've been working with some Fortune 100 companies. Um, like just all these things are happening and it's all because of content like yeah. all because of our content like yeah. the amount of people that reach out to us now like our YouTube channel isn't even that big you might look at it and go meh that's not impressive but yeah. the reaction it gets and the amount of um, business it gets us and, and it's incredible yeah. um, and we just can't wait for all of that to just keep going I think we've just got a lot better we were terrible at this at the start of living more in the moment like mm-hmm. when we were getting going with all of this we were just constantly kind of kicking ourselves down and constantly yeah. looking ahead at things that we hadn't achieved yet yeah yeah and wondering and like why you hadn't got it type yeah thing. and mm. we still do that to a degree but mm-hmm. we're getting a lot better at actually like celebrating what we have achieved yeah and instead of vision boards we got rid of all of our vision boards and now we've created mm-hmm. victory boards right so we've that. got like three in our office now of all the things that we have achieved and just looking at that is and even if we had started this years ago like um well some of these are like some of these we look at them now and it's like whoa to us that was a victory back then yeah, yeah. now it doesn't seem like a victory but back then it felt amazing yeah. you have achieved that i love and that it i just love that idea yeah so like now it's like we don't look at our vision board and think of all the things that we haven't done yet yeah we think of all the things that we have done that makes us feel good and want yeah. to continue and, and do even better like looking up at this big uh, victory board right now the very first thing on there is getting ourselves to social media marketing world 2050 mm-hmm. and that to us was just like an impossible thing was that then. when you visited and didn't speak or was that the yeah. first year you spoke yeah. No, that was visiting and not speaking. Yeah. Even just so, going to that conference yeah, was such a big achievement for us. We, we were like nobodies in the marketing world. We didn't really have any money coming in. And we were like, we heard about this event six weeks before. Oh. And we thought, oh my God, it's going to cost us like three grand for the tickets. Because like, mm-hmm. there's two of us. Yeah, right? yeah. It costs a hell of a lot <laughs> to, go, to go for conferences. Yeah. Plus um, uh, flights on top of that, plus accommodation on yeah. top of that, plus time out of our business. It's in yeah. six weeks, for God's sake. Mm-hmm. How the hell are we going to make this happen? Mm-hmm. 
Um, and so that night, like, reservedly, we just kind of went home and thought, oh, well, maybe in a few years' time. Mm. But I couldn't sleep that night. And I was like, we need to get there. So, like, I stayed up all night trying to think of all the ways we could make the money and save money and get there. Um, and we just did it. And 18 months after that, we were invited to speak. That is crazy. And do you know what? I love that you've, you've got that. And even though you have now got bigger victories, mm-hmm. knowing and understand that, because I did exactly the same thing. I found social media marketing when I remember sitting there with some people I shared an office with at the time. And I said, I need to go to this event. And I couldn't afford it. Like you said, these yeah. events are expensive. They take a lot of time out of the business. The flights are expensive, you know? So yeah. All put all that together and I just thought I'm not in a position at this point so for me one of my first victories was exactly the same thing the fact that I was going and also what that meant to me in the UK that how many people are investing that much time and money into themselves to go to a conference like that you know and then like you said there's you have to kind of look at all those wins, no matter how small they are, you know, mm-hmm. even some of the people I've had on the podcast, the, you know, place I've been asked to speak or the relationships yeah. I've built up, you've got to look at each one of them and go, that is awesome. And it's moving in the right direction. And you guys have done it so quick, or it appears to be quick. I think because you guys stand out in so many ways, you know, there are a lot of people that are more, the average type of you know speaker or person in this industry and you guys completely throw that mold out the window and bring in your own mold and I think that has had to have had something to do with your speed of your success because you stand out because you're Andrew and Pete for starters there's two of you, you know, how you come across content wise you know yeah. the types of things you do so for me I think your success has been amazing and so quick we're super impatient you know and like for the first five five years in business we literally didn't get anywhere we're making like hardly any money Mm. at all and we don't even know how we survived and then it was it was just like a switch like we're fed up and this is like why we stress this point about standing out Mm. Um, because the moment you stand out the, the quicker you grow, it's the yeah. quickest way to grow. If people literally think you're so amazing that you stand out and get shared, it's like the quickest mm-hmm. way to grow. Yeah. And so we want that to be heard by everyone because like, people think we've had this massive overnight success and surge. And mm. to be fair, it's true. <laughs> but it just took us like five years to learn. To work out was. what you were doing. Yeah. As in so how you like, learn that now. Listen to yeah. this podcast. Yeah. Um, just take that advice and just run with it because you will grow faster. That is so cool. Guys, thank you so very much for being on the podcast and for being my friends because honestly, I love spending time with you guys. And I've said before that I am not the most crazy creative idea person. And you guys just, you know, whenever I talk to you, we always come up with these nuts ideas that I would never think of on my own. But something about you kind of makes me think of all these crazy ideas. And I love it. I'm going to obviously put links in the show notes to all your stuff and go and check out their things because they really are not just entertaining, but the content. And it's kind of like, you know, you guys, you went to university, went straight into this. And yet there are people who have done marketing for a very long time who can't come up with the stuff that you come up with, who do not give the value that you guys give. So, you know, all kudos to you. It really is fantastic stuff. So thank you so much, guys. And like I said, I will link up to all the stuff. Please go and check them out. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. I don't think I have laughed so much on a podcast ever. And to be honest, after we stopped recording, we still talked for about another 45 minutes. We are terrible. We love catching up. But those guys really are not only the best fun, which I'm sure you could hear from the non-stop laughing in the podcast, but they do have amazing content and tell you the most amazing things to do with your business. So if you want to know more about Andrew and Pete, head over to andrewandpete.com. Also, don't forget to check out their YouTube channel where they bring out a weekly video that is basically 
like they said, stopping marketing being boring. So they will add some great value over there as well. Now, next week, I'm back to a solo episode again, and perhaps a little bit more serious than this week, but it has been so much fun doing these interviews. And as I said, I have got some more amazing interviews to come, which we're going to mix up between solo episodes and make sure that you're getting great content and tips and tools and tactics to use in your business in order to make your marketing and social media better. I can't wait to see you again next time. And until then, have a wonderful week. Thanks for listening to the Social Media Marketing Made Simple podcast with Teresa Heath Waring from TeresaHeathWaring.com. 